Welcome to the How to Code Well podcast. My name is Peter Fisher. I'm a freelance web developer and the host and coding teacher at How to Code Well. Before the show starts, I just want to say a massive thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for supporting this channel and the podcast through these difficult times. If you want to be a supporter, please go to patreon.com forward slash how to code well. Your support is much appreciated. And of course, never miss an episode. Go to howtocodewell.fm to see the previous episodes. Okay, let's get on with the show. Hello, coders, and welcome to another How to Code Well podcast. Today, I'm going to take a suggestion from the Discord server. I put out a question asking if anybody had suggestions for content. And today, we're going to be focusing on a question centered around PHP good practices. Now, the question was from, I'll just bring this up, uh, Mohajak, just double checking the uh, pronunciation there, Mohajak. And uh, Mohajak says, first of all, I would like to thank you for the valuable content that you provide, especially on your YouTube channel. It is very uh, well-structured, full of knowledge. Thank you very much. Uh, the question though, the suggestion, let's get to the suggestion is for my suggestion, it will be, be exciting if we could discuss about building a well-designed application in PHP pros and cons. I'm reading it from my phone here. Um, I'm on the way to building a new application uh, without depending on specific frameworks and decided to build its architecture from scratch using modern day PHP. Um, it is a simple application. Careful, it's a simple application. <laughs> Many applications aren't simple. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a simple web application. Its purpose is to import CSV files into WordPress post types and categories. Okay, and then we continued on the discussion. Let me scroll down a wee bit here. Okay, so what I'm planning to do is a WordPress plugin or external application, PHP or Python. Interesting. Uh, to migrate huge amounts of video files to WordPress post types and categories using the WordPress REST API. Okay, um, there are about 10 terabytes of videos that are stored in a specific hierarchy. Okay, so I'm assuming this is a hierarchy of folders. And then the post goes on to say, I have done the process of reading videos from the file system. So that's already done extract the needed data from every video, store the resulted data in a CSV file. I see. So we now need to import this CSV file into the WordPress database and populate the the categories and the post types. Fantastic. Uh, what I'm trying to work on right now is the step two, which is have the CSV file be imported into WordPress structure. I thought about using the WordPress API, but I'm open to any suggestions. I have decided to start this application as clean as I can, awesome, using modern PHP technologies so that I have the suggest, so I have suggested the topic of clean PHP. So there, there's a lot to digest here. Essentially, there is a huge amount of videos, um, and these videos are in some form of hierarchy, and this hierarchy is then you know, read and converted somewhere into CSV format. Now we need to read the CSV and import that into WordPress and populate the post types and the categories. Now there was a suggestion about doing it with either PHP or Python, which is interesting because this gives scope to uh, different things that we could play with. But first of all, let's just focus with the PHP. So 
What I would suggest is to ask the question, first of all, is, is this only going to go for WordPress? If there is any kind of case where it could go to another website, then uh, I would steer away from making this very centralized into sort of a, the WordPress ecosystem. If, for instance, it needs to go somewhere else, then perhaps look at implementing some integration into the WordPress API using the REST calls, because then essentially what your application will do is make those REST calls and those REST calls could go anywhere. It doesn't have to be WordPress, but really I think we need to take a couple of steps back here and let's put WordPress and let's put the CSV thing aside. Let's just think about what clean PHP is. In my opinion, clean PHP is PHP that doesn't error when I'm throwing static analysis at it, when I'm running unit tests at it, when I'm running PHPMD at it and finding the, the, the complexities of the code. Clean code is also readable code, code that I can cleanly read and anybody else can read. It's also code that is perhaps decoupled from the actual centralized repository, say, for instance, WordPress. So perhaps go through a series of uh, interfaces that I can understand easily. So what I would do first of all, and I know that you've said that you haven't put down any frameworks or libraries here, which is fantastic. What I would do first of all, though, is is I would add some form of scaffolding in terms of testing and, and uh, auditing the code, like I mentioned in the previous podcast. So for example, I would install things such as uh, PHP MD, PHP lock, PHP uh, stand, those kind of things, PHP unit. I would, I would have a suite of tools, first of all, that will force my code to be as clean as possible and also uh, come up with the, the coding standards that I want to ad- adopt to. I would then write a make file, which then runs those particular things, perhaps run the command make tests, and that will process all of those various bits and pieces. If you wanted to, you could use Docker, but really you don't have to. But if you wanted to, if you this was just a container, you could put all of those tools in there as well. Now, to install all the, the, those tools, I would probably use Composer. Now, Composer has a fantastic way of of allowing auto-loading of various things, okay? So you could hook into its own auto-loader. And maybe if you went down the direction of this is actually going to be a command, so this is going to be an application that I run on the command line instead of uh, rest calls and and so forth, then maybe look at using something like the Symfony console because there's a lot of tools in the Symfony console that you can use and it's very lightweight. So things like inputs and outputs and those kind of things. I would also ask the question as to how is this actually going to be implemented? How is this going to be used? Uh, in a day-to-day setting. So will it be done through the command line? Will it be done through accessing a, a particular location on the web to process all of these things? Will it be done through a cron script? Those kind of things have technical implications as to how you are actually going to deal with this. Now, you said that there was 10 gigabyte, 10, sorry, 10 terabytes worth of data. Now, I don't know whether that's just massive video files or lots of small little video files. If there's lots of small little video files that make up 10 terabytes, then that's an awful lot of information to go through. So performance would be something that would be, uh, something that to, to, to look into and to make sure that you are monitoring performance. So having monitoring tools as well. So maybe I don't know. 
maybe this project is something that will evolve and 10 terabytes will turn to 20 terabytes next year. And so you want to make sure that whatever you develop is scalable, which means that you want to be looking out for your loops, make sure that your loops are done in a very performant kind of manner. I would also look at ways of using uh, interfaces in PHP as a means of contractual agreements across your classes and objects. And I would probably, in my opinion, I would probably think about trying to do it in an agnostic way away from perhaps WordPress. Maybe, you know, think about how this can be implemented in other scenarios, in other frameworks, not just WordPress. Um, and I would probably create some sort of mapping, some configuration as to how the categories and post types are going to be formatted based on the data coming in. Think of it a bit like a uh, input process output. So the input is the data from the categories and the, and the, and the whatever they are that you've got from the CSV. So that's going to be your input. The process is then processing those into the WordPress way. And then the output is whatever it is, you know, shoved to the database. So really you could break this project up from a high level, at least in three kind of parts. The first part is the input. So you're inputting the CSV. The, the second part is the processing. So you're processing that CSV, making it into some format that is acceptable for then the output, the output being going to the database. And that transportation could be done through direct calls to the database, or it could be through the API or other various bits and pieces. But I would probably look at those three things individually. So for example, uh, ask yourself the question on the input. Is it always going to be through a CSV or am I going to also get it through an XML file in the future? How difficult is it for me to alter the code to take various different inputs in? The processing. Am I always going to be processing it to be for the WordPress and format this for WordPress? Maybe I'm going to perhaps do it for another website down the road. And we don't have things called post types. We have things called article types. So how difficult is that to adjust the mapping of those those fields? And then the transportation, the output. Am I always going to be outputting this to WordPress? And am I always going to be transporting this via a direct call to the database or via an API? Those questions will definitely change the way you, you tackle the technicalities of this. Now, I've spoken a lot about the, the different types of things that you might be considering. I would put these down as configuration. So for example, if I was to change one day from XML to CSV in the input, then I just have to flip a switch in configuration and that that happens. If for instance, I want to change the mapping of these, these CSVs to the relative formatted bits and pieces for WordPress, then the mapping itself might be in configuration. So for example, you could have a YAML file that explains the mapping of the CSV file stroke XML file to perhaps the mapped WordPress or whatever it is um, format. And that way you just change the configuration and the code adapts to it. Any change you make, I would certainly, certainly recommend running things like uh, PHP Stan. I would certainly recommend doing unit tests. Now, this is an interesting one because, you know, we did say that this is then 10 terabytes of this stuff, but you can really sort of 
make the scale of this very small and granular. In fact, you can actually run this locally without actually touching any external or internal resources. So you could create yourself your own CSVs and just test the output. So it's, it's very geared towards unit tests. And I certainly would definitely recommend that you write unit tests for these particular things. Now, again, with the configuration, I know that we're jumping backwards and forwards here, but for the configuration of the output, perhaps you're going to go down the route of the API. And if that's the case, then maybe you want to change the API endpoints in the future. If you went down the WordPress route and you were using the API, then I would certainly run this locally perhaps in a Docker container somewhere. So you can actually run an end-to-end -end test. And I would make sure that you write API tests. I would probably use something like Codeception to do that. And maybe, maybe this could be a case of it's a command line application that then makes an API request. So you could actually test it from end to end. So you could run the command, test that, and then that would fire off the API. And then you would do a database check in Codeception as a, as a, an integration check, if you will, to check that the data in the database is the data that you've put in, in the, in the input. Now, you also mentioned that you could do this in Python and why not? Because this is essentially reading a CSV file and then doing some sort of string manipulation to work out what these categories are and these post types and then sending that data somewhere. So it could be Python. It doesn't have to be PHP. And Python is actually a very good fit for it. Would I use PHP over Python though? I don't know. I'm not sure. I need to see the rest of your stack. If the rest of your, your stack is purely PHP, I would recommend sticking with PHP. It's very tempting to look at other languages, but you want to be thinking about how are you going to be maintaining this in the future? You don't want to be chopping and changing programming languages just because you had an itch that you wanted to scratch during the project build of this thing. Now, I mentioned monitoring, and I'm going to expand on this point purely because of the scale of this application, because you said it's 10 terabytes worth of data. Now, I would probably mention this anyway, but because of the scale of this, I think I need to underline it. So you want to make sure that you are aware of when things break and when thing, things succeed. So for example, processing 10,000 terabytes worth of data or, you know, a CSV that represents 10,000 terabytes worth of video files, I'm imagining you're going to have thousands and thousands of records to process. We're not talking about hundreds here. And yes, when you do test this stuff, you're probably going to be testing it by the hundreds, not the thousands. So when you do put it live, you're going to be, you know, exposing this to a huge amount of data. Um, if that is the case, you want to keep an eyeball on when things succeed and when things don't. So make sure that you have email reporting that's going to you. Make sure that that works. And make sure that there is some sort of failure uh, type handling when things do break. Now, you might be wondering, well, if I can process 100, why can't I process 10,000? Well, it's not just the code that could break. It could be the server that breaks under load. You could also be creating your loops in a way that isn't performant. And therefore, you're, you won't see the memory leaks on the first couple of hundred, but you will when you get to the tens, if not hundreds of thousands of these things. So you want to be trying to diagnose the, the application as the application runs. 
and you want to base, basically know where the thresholds are, I would use something called array chunk, which chunks the array. So you're obviously going to be dealing with arrays when you loop over these things. So I would chunk the array and give some sort of threshold. So the array chunk is a certain size and then you process that certain size and maybe, maybe perhaps do a little sleep after that you know, and then process the next chunk, that kind of thing. And also deal with garbage collection and deal with unsetting variables and and stuff like that, especially if you're dealing with huge amounts of data. And really those things, the monitoring and the performance, it doesn't matter what framework or what library or what language you use, you're going to be dealing with the hardware. So you could be running on a very small VPS and that VPS could be failing at, at a very small threshold. So you might want to be monitoring that as well. So for instance, if you're, if you're using say AWS, then you want to be monitoring the AWS logs too. Let's just sidestep away from the project at hand for, for a minute. I just want to touch upon the notion of clean PHP again, because regardless of what the project is, your code needs to be clean. And also regardless of what the language is, to be honest, Clean PHP is readable and maintainable code. It doesn't matter what the project is. And there are tools out there that you should be using to make sure that your code is as clean as possible. There's tools out there as well for Python, of course, and other languages too, if you choose to use those. But I would certainly create your suite of tools first. Definitely, definitely do that. So let's quickly do a recap of how I would approach this project. First of all, there's a couple of questions that I would want to be answered, including like, is this always going to be WordPress? Or, you know, am I always going to be using the API? Or am I always going to be using the command line? Or is this always going to be a CSV file or could this be an XML file in the future? Those kind of questions will dictate how you code this. But regardless of the project, make sure you have the right tooling on your system. If we're going down the PHP route, then perhaps make sure that you have PHP stand, PHP MD, PHP perhaps depend, um, check style, that kind of stuff. Have those installed. I would install it via Composer and I would also use the Composer autoloader. Create yourself a series of services that are very decoupled from the fact that it is going to be WordPress and you want to be writing code using good practices, using good design patterns. So for instance, you want to decouple from WordPress. So perhaps write a bunch of facades. Maybe you're going to use XML in the future, create some adapters, that kind of thing, you know, some really good design patterns. And maybe in the future, it's going to be a little bit more than just post types and categories. Maybe it's something else that you're going to populate from this CSV file. Therefore, perhaps you want to be looking at polymorphism as a way of creating some factories to loop over and, and discover that I'm actually dealing with a post type, I'm actually dealing with a category, or I'm actually dealing with something else. Those kind of architectural sort of decisions I would probably do right at the start to, and then stub out your code. Okay. So create little placeholders, make sure the interfaces are correct and make sure it's all nice and readable and flows really well. Then I would probably create an example.php file, which will just example the process of how this works. 
I would then probably tackle either the, the, the output or the input. I would probably go for the input first, to be honest. Let's say, for example, that this will be a command line application. So you will be writing some arguments on the command line to actually process this. I would certainly have arguments in there for things like the, the threshold of the batch, right? So, you know, I'm processing this amount of, of data first in, in this sort of sequence, that kind of stuff. So make sure that you have your arguments, um, sorted. Ask yourself a bunch of questions over these kind of things. So you also probably want, if you're doing command line application, create some sort of uh, readme and also some usage as well. So hyphen, hyphen help, that kind of stuff. I would be very tempted to use Symphony Console because there's a lot of good stuff with that component that you can use there. Um, and then look at the output. So how you're actually sending this. So maybe it will be through the API. Maybe it will be connecting directly to the database, but whatever, make sure that is, that is configured. And also talking about configuration, make sure that the mapping of these various things is configured as well. You want to be making this code as sort of flexible as possible. So when the input changes or when the output changes, you can adapt to those changes through the code. You don't want to be hard coding this to just be WordPress, to just be a CSV, those kind of things. And finally, but certainly not lastly, make sure that you have some really good monitoring because this will tell you how efficient your application is, is running. And it will also give you some early warnings to say memory issues as well. Usually what happens after these videos is I turn the camera off and I go and chill out for a bit. And I usually get a bunch of suggestions and scenarios coming into my head. And I'm thinking I should have suggested this on the camera. If I get any more suggestions or I have any more comments, then I will certainly put them down in the Discord server. But thank you very much, Majak, for coming up with this, this suggestion. It's, it's a fantastic application that you're building. It's very interesting. I'll be interested to hear how it develops. And if you've got a comment or if you've got a suggestion for future podcasts or videos or tutorials, then do let me know. Put them down on the comments below or in the Discord server. Happy coding, everybody. Have a great weekend and I'll see you again soon. Cheers. Bye.